Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so thankful to have you in our home today. So thankful that you've made the decision to get the Word of God into your life. And that is what is more important than anything else. Any other decision you make throughout your day pales in comparison to the one you make to set the Word of God first place in your life. So that would include you spending time in his word reading, you spending time praying, but it also includes this right here. However you're watching, maybe you're watching on television, maybe you're watching on your iPhone, your iPad, whatever device you've got, you are to be applauded for getting the word of God into your life because that's what makes the difference. But of course, it's not just hearing it. You can't just be somebody who hears the word. Hearing it's good. That's where it starts. But you gotta be somebody who acts on what you hear who walks out by faith the word that you hear. So Sarah and I are so thankful that you've made the decision today to join us in the word. Sarah, let's, let's just pray today. I know we've got some exciting things uh, to get into with folks, but I wanna pray today, get right into the word and let the word do in their lives and in ours what we've seen it do so many times. Father, we love you. We worship you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word made flesh, Jesus. And we set our eyes on him today. We open our ears to his voice. We open our hearts to see and understand, to to get the answers to the questions that we have. I'm asking you again for eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear his voice, hearts that understand who we are in him, who he is in us. We thank you for it. We bless everybody watching this today and believe that you are giving them wisdom and insight, revelation into who you are, into your word that would bring about change that they're hungry for in their lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Babe, let's go to the book of Romans together. And uh, this is something Sarah and I have been talking about with each other, seeking the Lord on. And I'm excited about it because I believe that what we're going to share with you today and over the next several weeks literally has the power to change your life forever. And some of these things that we're going to get into I think are some of the most fundamental things that that must be a part of every believer's life. Look at what the scripture says in Romans chapter eight. Um, Let's just read verse 14. This This is gonna be our foundation for the next several weeks. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Look at it again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these, these are the sons of God. Mm. This being led by God, being led by His Spirit, this right here is supposed to be one of the defining and distinguishing characteristics of your life and mine. As sons And daughters, children of God, this should be what defines us, what distinguishes us, what separates us from everybody else in this life. These are the sons of God. Those, I'll just say it to you like this, and this is kind of the title of the series that we're going to be in. Those who know how to follow the leader. See, everybody is following somebody, right? I mean, everyone is following something. Everyone is following someone, but not everyone is following the one. Mm -hmm. Everybody's following something. When you're making decisions in your life, when you're thinking about which way to go, 
when you're thinking about where to live, when you're thinking about the relationships and who you're supposed to be with and not be with and the job you're supposed to take and all these decisions that every day is made up of, what distinguishes you from somebody that doesn't know God, somebody that doesn't have God, what distinguishes you in your decision-making process from anybody else? This is what it's supposed to be, is that we, we have the Spirit of God in us, we know His voice, and we're led by it. Mm-hmm. So when everybody else is making their decisions based on money, based on just opportunity, based on pressure from people around them, that's a big one. When people are making decisions based out of fear, that's another big one. What is going to distinguish us? You look throughout the word of God and you find out this very simple thing. There is supposed to be a difference between us and the rest of this world. There's supposed to be a difference, if you will, between us and them. So what is that difference? Well, this is one of the main things right here is the ability to hear the voice of the Spirit of God, hear God speaking to us, hear it and obey it. Be led by nothing else by, but, but other than that inward witness. And I think we'll get into that some. But I, I, I know that over the course of our life and our marriage, there is nothing like those times that we just know that we've heard from God mm-hmm. and taken those steps of faith to be obedient to Him be obedient to the leading of the Spirit. And we want that for your life. We want that for everybody who's watching, listening to these broadcasts, to know what it's like to hear the voice of God, to, to, be, to be confident that you've heard Him and to do what He's t- told you to do. There's a scripture in the book of Proverbs, several really that talk about wisdom and the voice of wisdom and wisdom speaking to you. But there's one that really caught my attention where it talks about wisdom speaking to you at the intersection. I think that's in the New Living Translation. It talks about the the voice of wisdom speaking at the intersection. What's an intersection? An intersection is a place in the road where you've got a decision to make. Mm -hmm. Do I keep going straight? Do I turn left? Do I turn right? An intersection is a decision-making place. And sometimes I feel like this life that you and I are living, we're just, that's, that's all it is, all day long. Decisions, 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 decisions. But I also know that we've, been, we've come up to intersections in our life and in our marriage and this ministry especially where some major decisions have had to be made. Yeah. And that, in those moments, is what distinguishes us from everybody else who doesn't have the Holy Spirit. And how many times, sweetheart, have we talked to each other and looked at one another and said, how do people do it? If you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, how do you do it? You're you're left with nothing but outward circumstances. You're left with nothing but depending on your own experience or maybe somebody else's. But if you don't have that Holy Spirit voice on the inside of you, that direct link of communication with God himself, it leaves me wondering, how do you do this? How do you do it? Let me ask you that, those of you who are watching. How do you do it? How do you make decisions when you come to that intersection and you got to decide left, right, straight, where am I going? What am I doing? Take the job, don't take the job. This relationship, not that one. What church am I supposed to be in? I mean, every one of these things are so crucial to your, to your life. 
but being led by the Spirit, following not a leader, the leader. Mm -hmm. Following the leader, the Spirit of God in you is the only way to ensure that you are going to end up in the right place at the right time every time. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, to talk about this a little bit, I don't want to take up this whole thing. I mean, I know you are... <laughs> You are one of the more sensitive people I've ever known, people who have such a sensitive heart to the leading of the Spirit of God. Talk some about this. What comes to your heart and mind when we're talking about being led by His Spirit? I think that the thing that distinguish, distinguishes us from the rest of the, um, the world, even um, people that are Christians but mm -hmm. may not have received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, is that we do we we don't do things on our own anymore. Yeah. We don't make decisions on our own. We don't just go our own way. We don't even want to go our own way because we know just after so many decisions in life when we have just done something sure. because it was the thing to do, how it went. Yeah. It didn't go good. Right. <laughs> so, we want to know what God thinks about it. And and I I was thinking about the scripture um well, right after that in Romans chapter 8. Yeah. Where it, you know, you read, um, let's see here. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we, whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Man, that, God is such a good daddy that he would want to lead us and want to be involved in every area of our mm -hmm. life, you know. Um, it says in verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And it's cool that the, the word that is used here, witness, and oftentimes people, um, when they're describing how to be led by the Spirit of God, how to hear His voice, how to know where to go, how to know what to do, how to make a good decision, oftentimes uh, they use that word um, witness, mm -hmm. how to follow the witness on the yeah. inside. And the witness... Um, it's not that you always just hear a voice out here and you hear God saying, Sarah, let me tell you which way to go. Go right at this intersection. No, you don't hear that out here. You hear by the, the witness on the inside, yeah. that, that witness. That's and the big if, difference, right? We're, we're inside out people yeah. where the rest of this world is outside in. Yeah. All they have to look at is what's around them, mm -hmm. how they feel about it, what they can see. But that's what's supposed to distinguish us we're not making our decisions based on natural, physical, material things. We're inside out. And, the, and what is a witness? What, what makes a good witness? Uh, like if you're talking about legal terms, a witness is, think about it, it's your, um, you have an eyewitness. Mm -hmm. So someone that has been there on the scene and he's seen and he's heard and he knows everything about the situation. And the amazing thing about God is that He is, He has been in the past mm -hmm. and He's been in your future. Absolutely. And He knows where you're at. And even though you, you've never been to the future, <laughs> he's, he's a time traveler and He's been everywhere. Yeah. And He knows everything about your situation. He knows, he knows more about it than you know about it. He knows where you're at. He knows where you, but He sees and He knows everything. Yeah. And the most amazing thing is that he can give you inside information. That's right. That's exactly what it is to inside. Inside information. information. And everything with God, and we've seen this in life, 
you know, when we sit down and we need to make a decision about something, we'll get together and we'll talk about it. And oftentimes the Lord will talk to us through each other. Sure. It's pretty cool. And we'll, it's like Jeremy will start talking. And I'm like, that's God talking to me. And I love it. And then I'll start talking and he's like, that's right. I have, an, I have a witness about that. That makes sense on the inside to me. And it, it, it's, it's something's real and it's light and you can sense it. But other times when we're in a predicament and a, we're dealing with a problem and we really need to see what to do, we uh, will talk yeah. and we'll talk and we'll talk and we'll talk and we'll try to figure it out. We'll try to find the answer and we'll just talk and talk and talk. We'll think about it and think about what do we do. But there comes a point when talking doesn't get you your answer because really you're so much in your head reasoning what's the what what do I need to do? Yeah. Um, it's all you become to you get to the point where you're being head led. Head led. And with God, everything He is all about being heart led. So sometimes we have to stop talking and we have to get on our own and mm-hmm. we have to go away in the bedroom and we have to pray. Yeah. And and really for me to get out of my head and to get down in my heart, I've really got to pray in tongues. Mm-hmm. I've got to pray in the Holy Spirit. I've got to, I've got to get way past my mental way of seeing things and doing things and what's a what's a smart decision. I remember I, I was just thinking about when the Lord, the Holy Spirit began to lead us um, to get out of debt mm-hmm. and to um, to pay our first house off. We actually um, bought this little house when we first got married yeah. and um, we enjoyed that house. But there came a time when the Lord started talking to us about getting out of debt. And I remember um, how it didn't make sense to get out of debt, actually. It actually, to pay that house off would have been almost like in the natural, a waste of money and it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, it, it was re- like we did- were going to put more money into it than we could have gotten out of it. But I guess to the Lord, it wasn't about any of that. No. And so I remember we just knew we need to get out of debt. And then the Lord worked it out. It was miraculous. But he wasn't just, nothing, I have found that nothing with the Lord really makes natural sense. Yeah. Like, or if he starts to lead you to do something, it's not just, um, oh, that makes money sense. Right. Or that is how you should do it. If you consult with a banker or you consult with someone, uh, an investment firm, they're going to say, that is not a good investment. But sometimes the Lord will lead you in your heart. You'll know, mm-hmm. I should do this or I shouldn't do this. And there are times when it's not supposed to make sense, but it's supposed to make faith. Mm-hmm. That's what my grandfather always says about it. It's not supposed to make sense. It is supposed to make faith. And that's what's supposed to happen. And that's exactly what happened with that house. The Lord led us to to pay it off and in nine months got us out of debt on that house and led us to do some things after that that enabled us to sow on a level that we'd never sown on before, which I believe was setting us up for our future. And But what if we had stood there and argued with him about that paying that house off because it didn't, quote unquote, make financial sense? And honestly, when he spoke to us about that, and I keep using that term, he spoke to us, he spoke to us. And there's, there's a reason I want to uh, emphasize that. But when he spoke to us about, we got excited. Mm-hmm. And there's another way to realize right there when it's God speaking to you. And Sarah's talking to you about not being head led, but being heart led. Is there an excitement going on in the inside of you? When you can get excited about something that doesn't make monetary sense, you might be hearing from God. It might be an indicator that you're being led 
by the Spirit. And Sarah made a statement to you a moment ago talking to you about how God is, he is existing in these, in these other time frames. You know, we're, we're in the present. We have a perspective of the present and the yeah. past. But here's what you got to try to wrap your head around and you won't be able to. That's why it takes faith. But God right now is presently in your future. He is as much in your future right now as he is here mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, try to just wrap your head around that. The scripture t- says that God inhabits eternity. He's living right now in your future. And when Jesus was trying to introduce the Holy Spirit to these, these followers of his, and I say that word again advisedly, these followers following the leader, He's introducing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he says, when the helper comes, he's going to guide you into all the truth. Now that word guide is interesting because when you look it up, it's where we would get the word for a tour guide. Mm -hmm. And what's a tour guide? You go on a tour, you're, you're walking around some monument or some park or something, and you get a tour guide. Well, that's not that tour guide's first day there. That's somebody who may live there. That's somebody who may come to work there every single day. And those, the best tour guides are those really old ones, you know, the guys <laughs> that have just been for there long. forever. And he has walked that trail a thousand times. He's been there and back and there and back and can tell you everything you need to know. He can tell you stuff that nobody else knows about it. That's a tour guide. A tour guide is somebody who can say, hey, watch your step. Now we're going to come around this corner. Now you need to be careful because over on that side, the the edge gets a little bit sheer there and you might, you don't want to step off. Now he can tell you all where the the pitfalls are. He can tell you where the dangerous places are. He can Mm -hmm. tell you right where to stay so that you stay out of trouble. That's a tour guide. Mm -hmm. That's the Holy Spirit because he has been to your future. Mm -hmm. He's there now. He's been there and back and there and back. And he is as much in your future as he is in your present. And this is the gift that Jesus has given us in this tour guide. And I remember years ago, right after Sarah and I got married, we got married in what, October of, or September of 07. Uh, I remember at the time we were youth pastoring together and right at the beginning of 08, so January 2008, we were going to be going to youth service that night. And the Lord had dealt with me to begin a series for the teenagers on how to hear the voice of God. And I was studying and I was confident that I was supposed to preach this, but I couldn't really land on a place to start. Nothing felt right. I would make some notes and kind of scratch it and think, no, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And now it's Wednesday afternoon. Now it's late Wednesday afternoon and I'm supposed to minister that night. And Sarah was getting ready to get in the car, drive out early for band practice. She was one of the worship leaders at the time. And I remember as she's getting ready to go, just thinking to myself, don't let Sarah drive tonight. Don't let Sarah drive tonight. The first time I had the thought, I thought, well, do I need to drive her out there? We've only got the one car uh, that she can take. And well, if I drive her, then I got to drive 15 minutes out then 15 minutes back. That's 30 minutes that I lose of studying. And I got to figure out what to preach about hearing the voice of God. <laughs> you know, here I am ignoring the voice of God, <laughs> trying to figure out how to preach about hearing the voice of God. And it just keeps coming back to me and coming back to me and coming back to me. There's another indicator that you're hearing from God. It just comes to you as a thought, but it keeps coming over 
and over with consistency, unchanging over and over. I remember standing in the garage as she's pulling out of the driveway. Don't let Sarah drive tonight. Don't let Sarah drive tonight. And I'm just putting it off. No, I've got to study. I've got to get this message on how to hear the voice of God and I don't have it. And what am I going to say if I don't have it? Well, I let Sarah drive. And 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from her. And as soon as the phone rang, I knew something had happened. And sure enough, Sarah had been in an accident on the way to church that night. Now, listen, by the mercy of God, he totally spared my brand new wife. (laughs) And what had happened, she was on her way to church and she was on the straightaway and there was a uh, stop sign and people entering that straightaway that she was on. Now, what we have in Texas, uh, you you may have heard of them before. They're referred to in medical circles as rednecks. And what she encountered was two rednecks, one in one truck, another in the truck behind that first truck. And the back one was being towed by this long yellow strap. Yeah, Yeah, basically rope. And they pulled out in front of her and there wasn't time for her to stop. She went straight through that yellow strap. The strap was just long enough for my car to make it through. Yeah. And I, it, the perfect timing yeah. to where I was going. Oh, it's the mercy of God, It was no so doubt. supernatural. I mean, God just, it was almost like he moved me right through that strap. I mean, and, a moment later, she would have hit the one. A moment earlier, she would have hit the other truck. And she calls me and she's trying to tell me what's happening. So I get in my truck and I run out there. And sure enough, you know, she's over to the side of the road here. Not, not a lot of damage to the car or anything. And I'm just thinking to myself, here you are trying so hard to figure out what to say about hearing the voice of God, all the while ignoring the voice of God. (laughs) And it just doesn't work like that. And what, what I realized that I was supposed to start with that night in youth group is the same thing I'm saying to you right now. You gotta ask and answer this question, does God speak? You have to answer that question in your own life. Does God speak? And when I pulled up to the scene of the accident there, I looked over and the emblem of the little VW that Sarah was driving had been ripped out of the front. It was laying over on the side of the road. I went over and here it is right here. I went over and grabbed it. And I said, I'm keeping this forever because this is going to remind me every time I see it. And to this day, it sits in my closet and I I see it every day. This reminds me, yes, God speaks. Mm -hmm. He speaks. Mm -hmm. The question is, am I listening? Yeah. Or am I paying attention? Are we following? Mm-hmm. Are we following the leader? And I, I believe the Lord gave us that title because that's going to be the tone that we set throughout all of this series. When, when you think about hearing the voice of God, I want you to remember those early days, kindergarten, first grade, when you used to play follow the leader. And it was so simple, right? All you had to do was look, at front, look in front of you at the grown up at the front of the room and do whatever they did. And if your leader did this, then you do that. And if your leader did this, then you do that. And I want, I want over the course of these broadcasts, I want this concept of you hearing the, the voice of God and being led by the Spirit, I want it to be made that simple. Think about being a child with a leader or a parent and all you were required to do was what they did. That's the simplicity of being led by the Spirit. So, We're going to spend some time in worship right now, but as we do, I want this question to to just go around on the inside of you. Does God speak? Is He speaking? And then you answer it with confidence. Yes, He speaks, and I can 
hear his voice. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 